Welcome to the World Harvest Church podcast channel. We hope you enjoyed this message. We've been talking about faith, the actions of faith, the, important of act, the importance of acting on our faith. That's what we left off with, um, not last Tuesday, but the Tuesday before. Um, and we know this faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. And faith is released through uh, speaking and acting. Um, and when we speak and act, the power of God flows. So we're not coercing God with words and actions, but we're speaking in agreement with God, and then his power is able to flow for us. So we're, in essence, cooperating with God. We're working with him. What a, a divine call. Instead of going, oh, no, I guess we gotta believe God and use our faith. I am working with God. Um, when faith comes, when the word comes, I described it like this, God comes. Why? He is his word. He's the word made flesh. So when I hear the word, I'm hearing God. When I'm reading the word, I'm reading God. Then when I speak the word, what am I speaking? God. So you say, well, God, I need you, God. Speak the word. If he is the word, speak him. He gave you the right and the authority to speak his word. You're not copying him. You are speaking him, releasing him into your situation, into your, into your circumstances. Amen? But here we see in Romans 10, verse, actually go back to um, verse 8. But what does it say? The word, God's message in Christ is near you on your lips and in your heart. The King James reads this way, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be, uh, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Uh, the Amplified, let's read this. But what does it say? The word, God's message in Christ, is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis and object of faith which we preach. Because, of your, because you acknowledge and confess with your lips Jesus is Lord, and in your heart believe, adhere to, trust, and rely on the truth, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Not you might, not you may be, not possibly, not you're on your way. Notice it didn't say you're on your way to salvation. It says you will be saved. For with a heart, a person believes, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on Christ, and so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith, and confirms his salvation. Um, I want to read to you out of a, a very simple, this is the Norley translation, um, and I, I like reading this um, out of the Norley trans, it reads so beautifully, and so I'll just sit and read scripture after scripture because it reads very simply but very beautifully. And this is the way this one reads, uh, but what does it say? It says, the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, 
which we preach. If you will say with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart we believe to righteousness. With the mouth we make confession to salvation. For it is said in, this, in scripture, no one who believes on him shall be put to shame. For with, I like this, for with the heart we believe to righteousness, with the mouth we make we make confession to salvation. We were not there on the day Jesus died on the cross, were we? Anybody there? Raise your hand. None of us were there. None of us were present. None of us physically with our eyes or with our senses can comprehend with anything natural, right? Can you in any way comprehend with any natural part of your body what happened on the day of salvation? We can't even comprehend on the day that he was raised. And, and Mary saw him. And then he went to his disciples. And then he, they saw him ascend. We cannot, with any physical part of our body, any physical senses, can we comprehend what happened. We didn't hear it. We didn't see it. We didn't touch it. We don't know what it smelled like. We don't even know what the temperature was outside. We don't know what it, it we could say, what it felt like that day. And yet we were so quick to believe and then to speak our agreement with that, uh, with what happened for our salvation. Where do we falter in that? And how, how is it we so easily falter that if we can't feel healing, we can't see a manifestation in the doctor's report. We can't physically have any confirmation that anything is changing in our body, anything is changing with our finances. And we, why is it that we look to something natural to tell us that what we believe is correct when we didn't have to be there for salvation? I don't need any sort of manifestation or to see any kind of manifestation to believe and to speak the truth of the word of God. We're free from all physical, physical confirmation. I don't need a physical confirmation for what my spirit man is supposed to grab a hold of. See, we have a spiritual confirmation, that's the word of God, but we live so much by the natural. Everything confirmed by the natural. What time is it? What is the weather? Where, how long do I get there? We can't even go anywhere without, you know, Google mapping how long it takes us to get there. Why? We need a confirmation that this is, the, listen, that this is the right freeway to get on for this journey, don't we? We are so dependent now more than ever on our natural senses and what nature, you know, I'm talking about the, this natural world that we can see, hear, touch, smell, taste. We are so dependent on the natural. And because of technology, we've become even more dependent. More, we could say it's more reliant. That's our, now that's even more of our natural bend is to become reliant on something that will confirm and settle our natural selves. And this is saying you believed in something you didn't have any confirmation for. Did you? Were you there? 
Did you, did you feel the drops of blood on your, on your, on your hands? Did you see it? Did you, did you watch uh, his nail, his hands being pierced with the nails? Did you see uh, him being drugged through the street? Did, you, did we see the sword go in his side? Did we see when uh, the, the veil was torn? We didn't, we didn't know any of that, We're, did we? We didn't understand. We just knew one day we heard there is a savior. There was a savior. And he came for me. And I believe that he came for me. And what did we do? We confessed something we never saw, we never touched, we weren't even a part of. Amen? Why is it that we so quickly see in the word of God what was provided just the same as salvation. He provided healing. He provided prosperity. He provided peace. He provided joy. And yet we are waiting to feel something before we talk and act like it's true. We do our salvation an injustice. And we, we lessen uh, what it can do for us. We diminish daily by living in the natural what it can do for us. Now, I want to talk about confess- confession, confessing what you believe, because we've talked about acting, and we may even go back to that. Um, to believe and not confess, this is saying the word is nigh thee. Notice, we, we've all heard Dad Hagen, we've heard, heard this taught that in Mark 11, uh, that Confessing or saying is mentioned three times. Believing is mentioned once. How many of you have, have heard that? We, we're limited on time, so I'm gonna kind of, you know, fill in the blanks. We, we've heard that. Well, in, even in this same passage, uh, in these same scriptures I just read, confession is mentioned three times. Saying is mentioned three times. So there's an, important, an importance to confession, an importance to saying. Um, believing in your heart. You say, well, I believe. I'm sure because many of us are, are, that's why we're here, because we want to know more about faith. We are faith people. We're not a, a, a God can do whatever he wants if it be thy will. Uh, if that's something you've grown up with or you have been taught that if it be thy will, I just want you to know this is God's will right here and you can take it every day to the bank and, and the need that you have, apply it and God, he is not withholding any good thing, any good thing from you. It is never once did someone come to Jesus and he say, let me see if it's my will to heal you. Right. There is absolutely zero examples of if it be thy will in the gospels or beyond for healing or any need that was there. Um, so we won't, that's a whole nother five part series sermon that we won't be teaching on tonight. Um, so talk to me about it later. If you have questions, I've got books, tapes, and all that. Not mine, but, but w- that you can study on. So we know this. We have the belief. That's why we're here, because we believe the Word of God. Yes. And we want to know, what does the Word of God say about my life? But to not speak what you believe and not act on what you believe is actually a greater... It, it's better to not know... Because once the light gets turned on, right? Um, 
If you stub your toe in the dark, aren't you a lot more forgiving of yourself than if all the lights are on? Just saying. Right? I mean, if the lights are off, you kind of go, oh man, I, I, I couldn't gauge, you know? Like I didn't know how far I was. And I mean, your spouse is still gonna laugh. But if the lights are on, okay, I'll tell on myself, okay? I sometimes go to the fridge and I'm not paying attention and I'll just kind of reach for the handle and I'll miss it and I'll... <laughs> Am I right? So I did it one time and he didn't see me and then I did it again and that was like probably the greatest gift I've ever given him. <laughs> I reach, and we have a heavier door, so you have to, that's kind of the thing is it's, it's heavy, so you have to put a little oomph into it, and I just, I'm like, oh, you know, and I go and I reach, and I was like, whoa, because I'm trying to put the heater on it, and it, it threw me backwards. Well, all the lights are on. I can see where my hand is not, at, right? What about for us when the light comes on? that by his stripes, I was made healed. I am healed. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. Then why aren't we getting up every day and confessing that? Why are we even waiting till symptoms show up? Why are we waiting to declare before, why not before the need comes we say every day, oh, I've been redeemed from poverty. I am made rich in Christ. All things, all things belong to me in Christ. In Christ. In, I wasn't there with him, but now I'm in him, right? This is confession. This is the simplicity, but we wait, we believe all day long. But what are we doing all day long with our, our words? Right? I'm, I'm talking, I'm saying we, I'm saying we, I'm talking all, to all of us. And so we see here, it's so important to salvation, but my salvation is not, it was completed, but it's not done. That's the way I see it. Your salvation was completed, but until you go to, it's not done. It's not done. It's not done talking. It's not done working. It's not done uh, revealing. It's not done uh, going into circumstances and dealing with things. Your salvation is complete, but it's not finished. You know what I mean by that? It's still speaking. It's still where you can still plead the blood. You can still call on the name. Why? Because it's still alive. It's still very much uh, working for you today as it did for them in the book of Acts. But it can't work or speak and act without us speaking and acting. It's dependent on the believer. You could say it this way, the belief system is dependent on the believer. There's a belief system God put in place that whoever confesses with their mouth believes in their heart. What is it? To salvation. To manifestation. We've heard Pastor Nancy read. To, we're going to somewhere. To believe and not speak or act is equivalent to somebody sitting outside a restaurant that's hungry, hasn't eaten all day, and they've got a reservation and a table waiting for them, and they sit outside the restaurant in their car 
thinking about how hungry they are, how, how hard the day was, you know, and they're just sitting there. And the reservation, the table is set with their name and their reservation on it. And they sit in front of the restaurant and go, I am so hungry. When we don't act and speak the word of God, this is exactly what we're doing. We're just sitting there. We believe that they see the restaurant. They see the name. You know, they see, they, they, they know what's there. But we're just sitting back, believing in the restaurant. Believing in the food, believing in the table, believing what's been provided, but not getting up and going Walking in and placing our order. Placing our order. We eat every day. You better get up and make your order every day. In fact, I want to exhort us tonight to be making an order before you even have a need. We want to wait sometimes. Wait till there's a financial need. Wait till there's a physical need. Because we're in Christ, we are authorized to get up every day and and confession should flow out of who we are in him, not what we need from him. This is a mindset shift of going, wait, I'm not waiting for something to show up. I show up first. I'm not waiting till I need something from Jesus. I'm in him, so I'm gonna start speaking from my place in him, not what I need from him. This is how we're made the head and not the tail. It's not okay just to confess I'm the head and not the tail. I'm gonna do something to make sure and to guarantee I'm the head and not the tail. And the way I can guarantee that is do exactly what the scripture says. Speak, believe in my heart, and then I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna act like the word of God is true. I'm gonna speak the word of God. And my confession keeps me ahead. When I get up every day without, without symptoms in my body, and I say, oh, I'm the healed. I'm the whole. I plead the blood over my mind. I plead the blood over my body. I thank you that healing power, it flows in my household. It flows in my children. Are my children sick? No, but I just declare, I confess. I am in the healing flow. As Brother Stephen says, I'm the most healed person on my street. I'm the most healed person in Wildemar. I'm the most healed. No pain in my body, no symptoms, but I'm not waiting because I'm the head. I'm not behind. I'm not, I'm not coming up trying to catch up from the back, right? Um, you know, dad used to have this saying, you can write it on your heart. How many of you remember when he would talk about that? If you weren't here, he would talk about in terms of confession. He'd say sometimes you can see something, but the full faith isn't there. You know when the full faith is there, and sometimes you, you see it in the word, but you know, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Not that we're doubting, but we're not full of the revelation, right? That we're, we're needing to get to. And dad would talk about, you can write it on your heart. If you'll start speaking, Uh right? right? Maybe you grew up in such a place of lack, such a place of need, such a place of poverty. You don't see yourself owning a home. You know, you've always uh, uh, lived in a, maybe a place that um, 
never ownership, always renting or always, um, I don't know, at a certain level, yeah. right? You know, there's a certain standard of living. And you say, I just can't even see myself. How do I even see myself? How does a, a person in a wheelchair see themselves out of that wheelchair? When that's maybe they've, all they've ever known or all they've known for the last three years or all they've known for the last you know, five years. How do they even see themselves out of that wheelchair? They're gonna have to hear the word of God. But what we can do is write it on our heart. Write what we believe. Write what we, as we declare, maybe that one in the wheelchair, maybe that one that says, I don't see myself. You say, I'm a homeowner. I'm a homeowner. You know what? I'm a homeowner. I, I, I do, I'm a homeowner. Honey, did you know we're homeowners? Because in Christ, in Christ, all things pertaining to life and godliness. What is that? Pertaining to life. And in this life, I want to be a homeowner. So that, that pertains to this life. I'm a home. Honey, did you know we're homeowners? We're, we own our car. We're, we're, this is how the person who's had a limp or been in a, uh, had physical symptoms. What about stomach issues? What about back issues? Ah, I am the most healed. I am the most healed. We're not waiting for pain to show up to start confessing. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. You say, but I'm struggling to believe that. Write it on your heart. When I preach the word to you, what are you doing? You're hearing the word. Faith is coming. How about we preach to ourselves? That's a novel idea that we can get up every day and preach to ourselves and declare to ourselves, right? And speak over our homes, speak over our families, not waiting for something to happen before we start confessing the word of God. I'm gonna get up every day and the word of God, the words of my mouth of the word of God are gonna fill this home with the power of God, with the presence of God. Just adjusting our thinking when it comes to confession that we are, are we're proactive, right? Uh, we, can, we can take these things and even if we don't fully see it, we can still speak it and write it. Yes. Go with me if you would. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 14. I have a feeling we might say, or because I feel like I'm just, there's just some foundational things that I don't want to rush through. We, listen, you, you, we talk about, it's, we very quickly slip into talking about what could happen all the time, right? Well, this could happen, and this is gonna go. Well, if this election goes this way, this could happen, and if this, if this, they pass this, then this could happen. We're pros at the woulda, couldas, like what, what, right? You know, predicting the worst. We are excellent, because we know if, if, you know, things go in this direction, then, then bless God, well, then, you know, all these things. We know what's going to happen then. What about, it's so easy for us because of what we hear and what we see, right? 
well, if this happens, then we know the economy could easily go this way. And if, if inflation goes up any further, then this and this and this is going to happen. And if we can't, if they can't get this under control, then uh, we're just, you know, we're headed for who knows what. <laughs> Praise God for that confession. <laughs> How about since it's, it comes very easy to us, include myself, to start thinking about what could, why don't we confess? Why don't we, you know what? Because this is what the word of God says, that my God supplies all my needs. I have no need that is untouched by the word of God. I'm not waiting on one. I'm not waiting on one. I'm not waiting on the economy to change. I am blessed coming in and I am blessed going out. The customers, they come to my business. And they're increasing in my business. As the world decreases, so I increase in him. Amen? How about we make some predictions? Right? Except when it comes to the word of God, it's not predictions. It's the truth and no lie. It's the truth and no lie. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you are going to somewhere. I am headed to somewhere, unto salvation. I am headed to great and wonderful things. I am headed to riches and wealth. I'm headed to long life that he satisfies me with. Amen. Step on that gas and it accelerate with your confession into something. Amen. Not sitting back and waiting for, for something and we become, we can easily become very spiritually happy and complacent because everything is, is good and well. Look here at what happened in Matthew chapter 14. And Peter says Jesus in in verse 25, and on the fourth watch between three and 6 a.m. of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they screamed out with fright. But instantly he spoke to them saying, take courage, I am. Stop being afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and he came toward Jesus. But when he perceived and felt the strong wind, he was frightened. And as he began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me from death. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and caught and held him saying, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? They got back in the boat and the wind ceased. Peter was in the middle of a miracle, wasn't he? He was in the middle of a miracle. How did that miracle begin? He said something. Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come. He had every intention that if it was Jesus, I'm walking on that water. I'm walking on that water. I'm stepping out. I don't care who doesn't come with me. I don't care that I'm going to be by myself. I don't care how bad the storm is. I don't care that two, 10 minutes ago, you know, two minutes ago, we thought he was a ghost. I don't care what's going on around me. Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come. Yeah. 
immediately his confession, that's his confession. It goes out. It's released. His words of faith are released. And what did Jesus say? Come on. Come on. And uh, as soon as Peter saw the wind and the waves, what happened? He didn't ever confess the wrong thing, but he started to think the wrong thing. This is where I want us tonight. This is where I want us to land for tonight on this subject of confession. As soon, he confessed the right thing. As soon as his thoughts, notice not his words, his thoughts. His thoughts. As soon as the thoughts went to the wrong thing, he began to sink. He's in the middle of a miracle. Listen, because of his confession. Because of his action. Say confession Confession. and action. He was in the middle of releasing his faith. That's as simple as it is. Yeah, but Jesus was there. Jesus is in me. I don't need to see him on the water. He's in me. He's with me every day. I don't need him to manifest. He is with me. He's in me. He's present. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room. I mean, don't make me go through the whole thing. Okay? So, to say, well, Jesus was there and Jesus gave him the word. He didn't have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, Romans, James, Hebrews. He was living this. He didn't have the great heroes of faith. He didn't have the book of James that says, faith without works is dead. I got to stay in this boat. I got to get out of this boat because James said, faith without works is dead. He didn't have that. He's writing what James had seen. He's writing this. Living it. Writing it out for history. And Jesus said, you come on. Anything you see in the word of God is Jesus saying to you, come. 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 If you see it, he's saying come. If you you read it, if you confess it, he's saying, that's him. Come on. Come on. Whatever comes and preached out of this pulpit is Jesus saying, come on. Come on. Come on. Why? He was the word made flesh. If you see it in the word, it is Jesus telling you to come. But notice in the midst of a miracle, what happened? Not his words, just his thoughts went to something else. Just his thoughts. And he began to sink at a wrong thought. That is the importance of protecting and continuing to speak the right thing. Because as we speak the right thing, that's called meditation for us. Meditation is, yes, thinking on the word, but it's also speaking the word, muttering the word to ourselves. This is why one day we can speak the word and we have, we're, we're thrilled with the word, we're excited, and the next day we know we're struggling. Why? The devil, as Grant said, the devil brought one thought. He began to sink at a thought. He, he began to fail at a thought. Mid-miracle, one thought came. And he began to fail. Let, I want to be sober about that for my life. I, I really want to be sober. I always go back to, I always think of the message that Stephen taught on faith. And if you remember when he talked about that pipeline and how when he lays, what do you call that? 
when you lay conduit in the pipe. And he said, you begin to pull when they have to, to run that conduit and they begin to pull. It's pretty easy at first. They've got a rope tied to it and it's pretty easy at first. And he said, as you're going, uh, it gets heavier because it's getting closer. The weight of that is, is, you know, the full weight of that conduit is getting closer to you. So it's getting heavier. And that's when you want to take a break. That's when you want to set it down. And that's when you start going, my gosh, <laughs> I thought it was right there. And he, he preached that wonderful message that I still remember when I'm believing for things that when it seems to just, it's getting heavier, right? More thoughts keep coming. When is this ever going to be over? When is this ever going to show up? And they seem to be coming more and more and more. Then I know it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Don't quit pulling now. Don't quit speaking now. Don't quit acting now. We could have said, Peter, don't quit walking now. Don't, don't quit saying, Jesus, I see you. Jesus, all you had to do is say, Jesus, I still see you. I still see you. <laughs> I'm still coming. He could have answered that one thought. I'm not, I'm not harping on Peter for not answering the thought. He didn't have the book. Answer it. He didn't have that. I'm just saying he could have. He could have turned and, and, and answered the wind and the waves and the thought that came to him. And he could have gone back to, Jesus, I'm coming. I see you. I'm coming. I'm not quitting now. I know there's one, but I see you and I, I'm, I'm still walking towards you, Jesus. Even in the, listen, even in the midst of a miracle, he started to doubt. He was walking, he was doing what nobody had ever done before. And in the middle of doing what nobody, don't, I, I want to encourage you tonight. In the middle of being at a place that maybe no one in your family has ever been in before. You may even say, I'm just the first person to even hear about faith. And get filled with the Holy Ghost. And come to a faith church. Can I tell you, you're in the middle of a miracle. <laughs> you're in the middle of a miracle. It could be you're the first person that says, I'm going to be a homeowner. You're the first person that says, I'm not living tormented by depression anymore. I'm walking on that water. I'm stepping out in faith. And you've been doing it. Don't quit. Don't, you're in the middle of a miracle. Don't look to what looks, don't, don't turn to maybe what you don't have. Don't turn to where things haven't manifested yet. Don't look at what you haven't gotten yet. Don't look at how, how small things are. Don't look at, you know, what seems to be troubling you. This is what we do. We don't realize we're living life in the middle of a miracle that our life is God found us, sought us out through salvation. We received him as our savior. And now we're, we're a walking miracle of God. That miracle power he's looking to manifest every single day. And yet every day we just turn to the right and the left a little bit. Well, the money wasn't there today. Well, those symptoms are still here. Well, what are we doing? One thought takes us off course. In the middle of a walking, walking with God. He was walking on the water and started doubting that he was walking on the water. He started in the middle. I'm telling you something. Listen, business owners, business owners, it's a miracle you even be able to start a business. 
right? It, it, what you're doing is supernatural. It's a divine idea from God. In the middle of that business, don't, if, if customers just maybe things are a little low, don't go, well, I, you're looking at the wind and the waves. You're looking at, you're looking, what about those of you who work a job and say, well, I, I, I've peaked, you're looking at the wind and the waves to say, well, I've peaked out, you know, I've gone as far as I can. You're looking at the wind and the waves. Because without God, you wouldn't even have that business. You wouldn't even have that job. You wouldn't even be in your right mind. You wouldn't even, you have been walking with him. He said, come. And you said, I'm coming. I believe. I confess. You're my savior. When did he ever stop being a savior? But the, the issue is we, we want to wait till there's an issue to confess. Let's get our confession in line with the word before we even face the needs of the day. And I'm not talking getting up. I thank you, Father, for $100,000. I thank you, Father, for this. I thank you, Father. I'm just talking, what about a confession of who we are in Christ? That's right. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am more than a conqueror, right? I have a good shepherd, and he watches over me. He leads me beside the still waters. What am I doing? I'm not just confessing what I need. I'm confessing who, what not. I'm not confessing what I need from him. I'm confessing who I am in him. So when we hear confession preach, I want to make that adjustment that I'm not just confessing, oh God, I need this. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. I am going to be ahead. I am going to keep walking on this miracle of a life that God has given me. Amen. He failed while succeeding. You see that? He failed while succeeding. I've done that. I've done that. I have been succeeding in things. It didn't look like it to me. We can't define success. It didn't look like the success I wanted. And I got discouraged. And I stopped confessing. And I stopped releasing my faith. And yet all along, now that I look back, I was succeeding all along. I was succeeding all along. He failed while he was succeeding. I don't want, I, I want us to succeed while we're succeeding. <laughs> well, let's stop there. Let's stop there. Because if, if I go any further, it, it just goes into a whole nother realm of this. But um, I, that's what I wanted us to, to get to tonight, that we see that the whole reason Peter walked on the water was because he confessed, Jesus, if that's you, tell me to come. And then he acted on what he spoke. We get up every day, confess what the, not confess what you need, confess first, what does the word of God say about me? And then act like the word of God is true. Hold your head up, amen? Praise God, the best way to act like the word of God is true is through praise and worship. 
That's the best way. Speak the word of God. Get into Psalms. That's one of the best ways. I, I love to go to Psalms and start, that's what David did. He'd just speak over himself, speak over his relationship with God, you know, speak over what God had done for him, all that God had been to him, how he had brought him out, how he delivered him, how his enemies were defeated. He would just, re- that's what it is. It's a Psalm. And you start your day living that psalm, confessing that song, and then as we go throughout our day, thanking God that his word is true, that it's alive, it's quick, it's working on our behalf, amen? This is confession, not just, I need this, I need this, I thank you for this, I thank you for that, I thank you for that, in Jesus' name, thank you, amen. (laughs) That's boring. It is, it's boring. The word of God is thrilling. It's thrilling. Jesus, if you say come, I'm coming. All right, he said to come. I'm walking, I'm walking. Find out who you are in Christ. Can I just say that? If you don't know what to confess, if you're not quite sure what to say over your situation, just put it on pause for a minute and go get Dad Hagen's in him. Get, it, get the mini book. Find, get, start, start meditating on who you are in Christ. Go to Psalms. Find out what God has done for you, will do for you, is doing for you. And set aside the confession list, maybe, for a minute. And just get into confessing who you are in him. From that place. Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. Well, we gotta know who we are in him. We gotta know who he is. Amen? Stand with me to your feet tonight. It's doable, isn't it? It's, it's easy. It's easy. And it's not dry and boring. It's exciting. We make it exciting. I mean, it's amazing how a team that loses game after game and yet the people still show up. Honestly, I'm not looking in any particular direction. <laughs> I mean, you could have gone with, you know, the wife's wisdom. Yeah. In case you don't know, somebody's a Bills fan, somebody's a Denver fan. And uh, we won't talk about Sunday. Uh, but isn't that amazing, those Denver Broncos fans? I got, I'm not going to look over here either. <laughs> they just keep showing up, right? And they'll get excited and they keep losing. We're winning. We're winning. And yet we don't show up. Right? We've won it all. And yet we don't show up thrilled and excited every day for our victory. Amen? Show up tomorrow. Make a habit. Set an alarm. Discipline yourself to show up. And confess who you are, what you have, and what you can do. Amen. We'll turn to somebody before you're dismissed. Tell them, thank God for our new sound system. (laughs) And we'll see you on Sunday. Thank you for joining us. To learn more about World Harvest Church, please visit our website at defrainministries.org.